0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast, where we talk about esports, sim racing, and racing video games. Today, we're going to be talking about professional level esports, and then also transitioning into real world motorsport. So, there's no better person to speak to about this particular topic than our guest today, which is Moritz Lerner. How are you, Moritz? Oh, pleasure to be here.
1: Ah, uh, feeling feeling perfect. So everything fine.
0: That's cool. So for those who don't know, we'll go into this. Uh, in more detail as we go through the episode. But Moritz is a three-times ADAC GT Masters eSports champion, alongside many other achievements within sim racing, it has to be said. And he's also a DTM Trophy podium finisher this season, 2021. So being successful in both the sim world and motorsport. So before we get started of, uh, you know, your season this year and driving in GT4 race cars and all that cool stuff that you're doing at the minute. I wanted to know, you know, what got you into sim racing? First of all, I, I believe it was at an early age. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, it was at a very early age. I got to, to sim racing uh, through my dad. He was always a big motorsports fan. He, he got me to the DTM as a, as a spectator to the Norris ring all the time um, when I was probably five years old. And at that time I already started to to play yeah sim racing games because my, my dad had a PC. He had basically everything, PC consoles and stuff like this. But I was always hooked with the PC because we had a steering wheel and our pedals back in the days. And I pretty much tried to play it every day um, for as long as I was allowed to because of school and stuff. Um and yeah, I think at some point I also got my my own stuff then because my dad didn't have that much time anymore to yeah play with me because we did some only some time trials every uh, every now and then like compete against each other and i got my own stuff got into it um and i think yeah but i only did some fun races in a a small community back in the days um until the big sim racing games arrived with race room as Corsa, and also i racing where i really noticed in the leaderboards that i can yeah can be up there and this is how basically my my career started in sim racing
0: Sounds like you had a good uh, footing and a good platform to build upon uh, with your dad there. What sort of uh, games or titles were you playing in the early days?
1: Well, of course, I did uh, play a lot of like, like Gran Turismo with my with my brother on, on the PlayStation a little bit. Also on the Xbox, like Forza, everything everything that had cars in it that right. I played. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, the, the biggest thing I played was always uh, Race 07, R-Factor and GDR2 back in the days. And those were already proper sim racing games. And because I started at the age of six or seven playing these games with a steering wheel from the get-go, I think that, that that yeah, that hooked me and taught me a lot to to be fast now or have a lot of experience that I have now.
0: Yeah, you mentioned a few titles like The First Half Actor and Race 07 and those Simbin titles. They were serious and things have moved on a long way since then, but... The basics of learning a racing line, setting a car up and breaking at the right point and turning the right point. They all they'll transition across. Is that is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, for sure. Like they, they transition hundred percent. Um there's there's no big difference in it, really. Only only like small differences, but they pretty much transition hundred percent. And you can you can learn a lot. Um, also like the the mental preparation going from esports into real life, because mm. Esports is really tough the 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 gaps are really small like even way smaller than in real life and so you have to be yeah you have to get the, the pressure away from you like no university at all and when you get that into in e and do it for several years and in all the races you don't have issues going into real in, into the real world even though a lot of people were like really surprised about it but i was like yeah I'm used to this i did a lot of esports races um where the, the the competition is much much tighter than in real life so it's like from from university i walk in the park uh going into the real world <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's interesting yeah i suppose we'll, we'll we'll jump in at that point then uh right there because um you're talking about the, the focus and the intensity of the competition that esports uh, teaches you i think a lot of people and this is still correct they assume that, oh, sim racing is only really used to learn the circuits, which is correct. People do use it to learn the circuits, right? But it, it teaches you the, the mentality and the approach and the focus and the concentration for however long a race is to not make a mistake as well. Is that is that something that's put you in good stead for the DTM driving or DTM truffle driving this year? Yeah, I mean, one part is uh, learning the tracks.
1: Uh, I feel like everyone can do it, even real racers that use the simulator to learn the tracks, yeah. But what especially teaches you sim racing is when you do a lot of races, it teaches you where to attack, when to attack, um, how to set up an, an attack to someone. And that's something you can only really learn if you do a lot of races, if you drive against different people because different people act differently when you attack them um and that's something you yeah learn quite a lot in, in sim racing And i saw that every time i watch a real race where there was a sim racer uh, that i know um he exactly knows where to attack and when he is f- clearly faster he can like has one or two attempts and then he's past the guy and then you watch other people who are not sim racers um but, good real racers, they don't know like they they have a have an idea on how to attack, but they need way more approaches to to get past the guy and I feel like that's something that that sim racing teaches you you just know, okay, this is the spot I can attack, not this spot before, not this spot, this is the spot where I attack on this track, and that's something very valuable in 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 real racing or especially also in sim racing to to know where to attack.
0: I'm so glad you said that. I've been uh, beating this drum for quite a while. I think there's a few rail racing drivers who also sim race extensively, and they race in leagues and competitive racing online. And then I feel like you can, perhaps I'm looking out for it, but I feel like you can see that those are the ones who are sharper at attacking or defense, because I think a lot of people will try the sim and go, oh yeah, it's it's realistic handling or the track representation is cool, but it's actually been part of a competitive online scene that will Will perhaps further help your real uh, on-circuit driving. That, that's my opinion, but it seems like we're aligned on that. Uh, yeah. So, speaking of the competition, then let's uh, jump to this season's sim racing season, the ADAC GT Masters eSports Championship. First of all, you drove the Porsche and not a Bentley. T- could you tell me what what the uh, discussion was behind that? Um, I don't know. It was it was
1: pretty f- like a pretty fast de- decision on my side. Usually, I, I- do a lot of testing but um like like last year but especially this year i felt like oh for me there's only really two options that i would go for like i, I didn't like the bentley um especially also sitting on the right side it's, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's not, yes. my, not my favorite <laughs> then the bmw is also a quite big car which i don't really enjoy driving um then there's the Corvette. i never enjoyed driving And for me, the only two cars left were like uh, Mercedes, Audi and Porsche. And I felt like the Mercedes wasn't really on pace. Um, So it was only between Audi and Porsche. They were pretty much the same speed to me, but the Audi was incredibly hard to drive. Like uh, the rear was so unstable all the time and and so aggressive. And I was like, okay, if I want to do like 40 minute races and I have to be on point every lap, I really struggled with the Audi because, yeah, when it's so hard to drive, you will never hit every lap perfect because you're like struggling with the car to hold it in, in one place. And then, yeah, there was the Porsche. Apparently, no one enjoyed the Porsche driving, <laughs> and I, I was I was really surprised because it was it was so fast for me. And when I when I said like, yeah, I think I might take the Porsche, and I and I thought thought like, all oh, my teammates don't take the Porsche, and also all the the, the other drivers I talked to don't take the Porsche I was like and when when also the car choice came out I was the only Porsche with uh, Marco Pijic then I was like is this was this the wrong choice (laughs) but in the back of my head I was always sure that it will be the fastest for me and it turned out to be the fastest for me and probably also the the best car during the season with overtaking and stuff and yeah then I I was quite happy to, to choose it.
0: Well, you definitely made it work, but as you say, yeah, there was, I think there was only one of the, only one of the Porsche in the grid, and the grid was was packed full of uh, uh, Bentleys primarily. Um, in that case, how does that does that show that you've got a good practice regime, perhaps, or um, that you understand what you'd like from the car? You were saying there that the Audi could be quicker over one lap, but you've gone with something that's a bit more consistent. Is that fair? Yeah, I feel like for car choice, especially like some people choose the the
1: most chosen car, but I feel like It's maybe not the best because you have to choose what suits you the best. Um, So maybe we would have seen a lot more Porsche if actually a lot more people have chosen it. Um, But yeah, going into a race, my preparation is, um, first of all, like starting probably two weeks in advance. Um, This year, it wasn't really that much possible because of real-life racing. But I tried to like start two weeks in advance and then do like first a few race runs to really get into it and um, then pretty much every day, quality runs, race runs, um, everything that I have to do. And it's like, yeah, maybe two, three hours a day that I have to practice. And for two weeks straight, there's quite a lot of time uh, coming together for, for only one race.
0: I think that highlights the difference between, I like to think, and so do many traction readers and listeners, you know, they're they're pretty handy, I'm sure. And they, they think they could do really well. Um, but then there is a, Another another level up to professional esports because everybody's practicing so hard and you're all in a team and perhaps talking to your teammates as well, and it's the, it's the it's the focus. Um, your season obviously in this particular championship you've won it, so that was an amazing year. Congratulations! Uh, how would you summarize your season though?
1: Um, it, it probably went all right. Like everything went perfect. Like from from the start of the season with the pole position and the first race win. It's always something you want to get, like a really good start of the season. Um, but then also, even even in Oschersleben start of the season, the second race, I did a mistake on my own. Like I, I almost spun and went uh, from 10th uh, to, to 20th, but fought back to, I think, ninth um, in the first race, which in this, in this field this was, was crazy to me to like, get up that many positions. And I did the same thing in the next two events, I think. I did really good in the first race um but did a mistake on my own every time and fell back a lot of positions and therefore i had to fight my way back but i always managed to do that well and i think that was yeah i was even even about that i was i was surprised about it that i was able to fight back that much um but yeah in in general the season went super well there were no big like i was i wasn't involved in any crashes at all Um, As I said, just my own mistakes, and that's what you wanna have in a in a season. You don't wanna get crashed out because one time out of the race, and probably your season run is over because yeah, the competition is so tight. Yeah, you just have to deliver every time without without mistakes, and that's that's how my season went. Pretty much, no huge mistakes, and always good results. I think I was always in the top ten except of two races, and I mean. Last race, uh, Hockenheim ah, wasn't ah. was that well, but because of a specific <laughs> reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we we don't mention that. There was some stewarding decisions there. It was very interesting. I mean, I'll I'll pick one out as a good example. I thought Saxon Ring, where uh, perhaps the the I'm going to say weekend didn't start so great, but you were able to fight back. And I think one element of your season was these big fightbacks when things when you were sort of outside the top ten. It was like uh, you came through with excellent strategy and excellent driving and no mistakes. So, bravo for that. How did you, you know, when things perhaps weren't going your way in those moments, how did you keep your resolve? I think some people are easy to, oh, I've made a mistake, and then they overreact like the next corner or the corner after, you know, any advice for people who are perhaps struggling with sim racing in that respect?
1: Yeah, I, I knew from the, from the start of the season that there will be two tracks that really don't suit the Porsche, that was Lausitzring and Sachsenring. Hmm. Um, on Lausitzring, we compensated it with um, our fastest guy, Ben Zabanki, to give us draft in the qualifying. That's also something that really worked out well within the team. We always gave each other draft to compensate on for cars that are not good on a specific track. That worked out perfectly on the Lausitzring. Also on the Sachsenring, ring, I was 16th in the qualifying. It, it, it was a good lap, so I, I knew it, I don't have a chance there but I fought my way back through the field and that's something you just have to do, even though, you know, you may not be the fastest in on a specific track, you just, that's a, that's a big quote of mine. Never give up. Um, And that's, yeah, that's probably the thing. Just keep on practicing, even though, you know, you're, you you will not be the fastest, but if you have more practice than the other, um, then you'll be even, even on a slow track for your car, you'll be fast because you just have more experience. You know, exactly where to attack and, how to drive the track uh, when you have more practice than, than the other guys. And then it's just probably, um, yeah, having racecraft to know what to do during a race to, yeah, come from 14th uh, in the second race to, to finishing fifth with uh, with the perfect strategy and the the perfect attacks. It's it's possible even with a slower car.
0: Yeah, racecraft is a key thing. And I think um, we all pace sometimes, especially when you're in a a category with balance of performance involved in certain cars, certain tracks. It's keeping your head under pressure in those difficult scenarios and knowing where to place the car if there's a little pack of vehicles in front of you. Will will certainly help your results You mentioned briefly there as well, uh slipstream or tow from from your teammate. Uh, Doer esports. Uh, am I correct in thinking that you have sort of a, a a team management role or element uh to this relatively new esports team? Sort of, yeah. I
1: got approached by by Dura, Um To be a driver and also a manager, Uh, and I was like at first I was like, ah, is it is it really the thing I wanted to do? But then I was like, okay, I want to try something new. Be that um, driver manager guy and also be the driver. Um, And I was was able to yeah to pick my my team uh, basically. I was able to pick my teammates uh, for the team, and that's something I think really helped a lot because I obviously picked the guys I I knew that are fast and I knew that would. That we would click together, we would work together pretty well, and that's what happened in the, in the past few months. We were a perfect team working together. Um, obviously, because of the championships, the, it's a it's a it's a drivers championship, not a team championship. So obviously, sometimes there's a bit of uh, friction, but even that um, we were we worked out. Like sometimes I help others, sometimes they help me, and and it goes around like this. And yeah, that, that's something I'm really, really happy about because I, I haven't had uh, this experience in the, in the last few teams I was in. Um, we had teamwork, but not to this extent we have right now. And I think that, that just shows because we are leading every championship on race room at the moment. Um, we won every opening round of the championships. And I feel like that's something not a lot of teams um, achieve in sim racing.
0: Yeah, pretty dominant at the minute by the looks of things. I mean, speaking of another championship, um, you're competing in the Remus GT3 championship, and uh, you did win a race at the first round. Uh, but I believe you had an unfortunate disconnect before the second. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that, that is correct. Unfortunately,
0: that happens. That is one thing that happens in sim racing, but I suppose it's like having a mechanical failure in rail, rail racing. Um, for those who don't know, perhaps could you explain this uh, new initiative, this new championship?
1: Yeah, the, there's a new championship with like uh, two figures promoting it. It's um, Schmie 150 and Malmedy, uh both really, uh, really big car guys on, on social media. And it's like, even though we have our esports teams, they have like the, the big teams over this championship, Team Schmie and team, team Malmedy. And you basically fight within a team. And that's something that I really like, because even though everyone is in different esports teams, we work together like we are in the mm. we are in the discord um talking together um within the teams and it's it's a lot of fun it's something different because you're not okay i have to fight against mrs esports against williams esports you're together in one team now and you're fighting together having fun together speaking together and that's something i really enjoy actually so it's quite a shame that i couldn't uh, really race in the last race because of the disconnect
0: yeah that, that's unfortunate but there's a, there's a few races uh, left yet and it's really interesting because when you're watching the races there's uh the green and the blue team so there's a full grid of GT3 cars but you, the the main focus is on the team championship right
1: um well we the top 3 drivers championship is also oh, a big talking, poca- talking point talking <laughs> point because there's quite the, quite a lot of money involved but yes. overall it's it's a team first yeah uh, this is what you drive for and it's it's the most fun but obviously the the top guys um, that are currently sitting in the top five positions um, primarily think uh, about the drivers
0: of course of course yeah yeah that, well that's 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 how it works for all drivers I'm sure um, so you mentioned there you're doing a lot of that's at least two race room competitions we've talked about for, for this year um, why the focus on race room so much what do you like about it the most
1: um, it's something I really enjoy on race room is um, the dividing because there is no big damage model on race room um, sometimes it's quite a big of a shame because um, some people use it to their advantage to dive in No, you will make big contact um, which isn't fair but it's possible because of pretty much no damage but this, this no damage makes up for great battles like great great battles I never had that much fun driving and never had that much fun fighting um, on race room than in any other sim because yeah, you 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 can bang doors. You can uh, even even tap someone from behind and say like, "Hello, I'm there. Let me pass." When you do that on other Sims, the car is either destroyed. The guy will instantly spin out. It's it's less fun, you know. Because mm. when you when you kind of fighting centimeters apart and even banging doors a little, bit, a little bit that's what racing is all about and that's what you can do in real life as well you can bang doors a little bit you just have to pay attention that you don't uh, hit any yeah of your of your car but that's what racing is about that's that's fun and that's why i enjoy ra- uh, race room at the moment also because of the big championships uh, like dtm yeah. like ADAC GD masters it's mm. just yeah the the most fun to me at the moment
0: yeah and as a viewer the what you're talking about, the damage there and things. It's not like everybody's just ramming into each other and going crazy all the time. It's still a professional level esports with excellent drivers, a close grid, and clean clean racing. It's just that you can rub a little bit and be sure you can do a an overtake sometimes. And that makes uh, an excellent platform to watch esports from. And um I believe that your first opportunity in a rail race car was a test because you won the twenty twenty DTM esports series in Raceroom, correct? Exactly. Yeah. I won the DTM eSports last year.
1: Um, it was also something I didn't really like at, at first I saw the championship and I thought, saw the prizes and I was like, okay, there's no money involved. There's only, only a test day. It was like, yeah, dude, then you do the <laughs> test day and there won't be anything coming out of it. So I might not even do it. But then I thought like, ah, DTM has quite a lot of reach. So if you get your name mm. out there, it, it might help. So I did the championship and it like, it was a lot of fun because the the, the old style DTM cars, it was just, it's probably one of the most fun cars. So yeah. I really enjoyed doing the championship. And then I, yeah, I won it and I won a test day. And I also got to do my, my racing license, which I also thought uh, you have to do it like every year. It expires, but no, you, you keep it for, for, for your life. So it was actually good. Um, and yeah, then I did my, my license. Then I did the, the test day, which I did really good at. And um, the DTM apparently thought, okay, it's a, it's a good story. Um, we wanna try and help this guy to to get a seat in the in the DTM. So they tried to connect connect me with uh, some teams. I got a few calls, but it was also like always about the money, of course. And I I just don't have the 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 fund for it. Mm. And then I got a really good offer two days before Monta, before the season started Monta. And I was like, okay, I I have to I have to do this because this is my only only option. And if I do well, maybe the doors are open for um yeah for any future endeavors and so i said like okay i'll take a little bit of money um go with fk performance uh, they approached me about it and i'll do the season open at Monza, but it was only Monza at first and yeah it's it, as as many saw it, it worked out really great in the first two practice sessions I was p2 and p1 wow. my very first outing was i don't know really surprised about it because i thought like okay this is a really high profile championship there is a lot of guys with years of experience in gt4 or in racing in general so i will probably lag a little bit behind but that one test day i did before that already taught me some stuff that i was able to translate into yeah the, the monster weekend and then qualifying p2 and finishing p3 in my first race ever on a, in a podium position is something i could have only dreamed of
0: it, it really goes to show when you, people see these uh, esports competitions and it's like, oh, you get a, a test or a, half a day or some in a car, you're an example of how it can actually lead to uh, like a season of of racing in a in a well-respected race series. So for those who don't know, DTM Trophy is a GT4-class uh, series. So you're driving the BMW M4 GT4, or you were this, this year. And it, it must have been quite a risk to decide, okay, well, I'm not able to sort of test the car extensively before the season uh, you know, and I've only got this limited time deal for this first round. Um, talk, talk me through. You've already mentioned it, but what was going through your mind in that process when you were like, "Is it? Should I do it or, or not?"
1: Uh, for me, it was never really a question. Oh about yeah. doing well, it or not doing yeah. <laughs> it. Um, because the, the offer was just too good. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll have to do it." And I wasn't, I wasn't really thinking about. Ah, I don't have any big test days before. I was like okay, I have the experience from sim racing. I have the, the one test that I did before. Um, I know how to handle a car. I know how to drive fast on a racetrack. Mm. So I was quite confident. I was like saying, um, when I went to Monza, I was like, I wanna have a top five, even though that was already like really high, uh, high up there. I was like, okay, I wanna have a top five. And then that it works out so great uh, from from the very get go, it was it was crazy to me. Even even though I I was confident and even though I wanted uh, to be there, it was still something I would have never imagined to to just work out like this. Yeah, uh,
0: an incredible start to the season, and and you followed up that podium at Monza with another one in Hockenheim later in the year, and you finished uh, eighth in the points, which is amazing considering the lack of uh, your lack of relative experience in those vehicles and in the real world around those circuits. So, uh, you know, what's the next aim?
1: Uh, yeah. A lot of people tell me the eighth is really good, but for my, it is. Person, it is. Yeah, it is. It is it's, it's really it good. <laughs> when you look at the big picture, even when I look at the big picture, it's, it's crazy good because I fought against, as I said, people that have years of experience and I even beat them on track quite a lot of times. So, it is really good. But obviously, if you have really good uh, results in the, in the virtual world, you always want to have that in the, in the real world as well, because you know how winning feels and you also want to have that feeling in, in real life. Then. But yeah, it's, it was my learning year. Everyone tells me that. And it's 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 like this. It's my learning year. I had to learn how everything works. Even even fighting in real life is completely different. To That's something that is actually completely different because you just have to be more careful on the other hand, but also more aggressive on, on, on one hand, because you have a car that can damage its it's price, it uh, costs a lot of money, but everyone is quite aggressive. And that's something I had to learn how I had to learn. OK, in real life, it's not good to, to be on the outside, for example, even though I really like to overtake on the outside, um, but it's something you have to just pay attention to maybe
0: to not risk it every time. Um, is that because of maybe tr- uh, rubber track buildup on the outside of the line or is it just because real-world drivers will, will squeeze you a bit more if you try on the outside?
1: Kind of both. Um, overtake on the outside is hard because you have so many marbles out there and mm. the track is dirty. So it's, first of all, hard to overtake on the outside. But it works a lot of times if you set it up ri- uh, correctly. And that's what I do with a lot of people. I set it up that I can overtake on the outside But then in real life, you just get pushed off into the gravel, into the grass. Um, And that's something you just have to learn or like also maybe bang him again on the door and say like, hey, I'm still (laughs) here, dude. I'm still here. I'm still racing with you. Pay attention to me. And then it works out sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't. And that's something you have to learn. But yeah, for for what I will do next year, it's already safe that I will race next year in the DTM Trophy. Oh, congratulations. I hope you have a good season thank you that's that's something i really look forward to because next year should be my year where i can attack for the title and that's definitely something i want to do um that's basically basically everything that's for me in in yeah for me in, in next year dtm trophy maybe some some other um adventures um, outside of dtm trophy mm. but there's nothing fixed about that yet
0: cool and in terms of sim racing um we're getting towards the end of the year now. Is Remus probably the, the last big thing you'll be competing in this year or? Um
1: to be on race on Race Room, yeah. I think it's one of the biggest things I'll I'll compete in this year. I'll also make a switch to to iRacing now. Um, do uh do some championships there. Hmm. Um, but that's... because you f- you finished second, was it
0: at um, Daytona in the past in iRacing?
1: Uh, no, I, I finished oh. or like I, I was running second, but my teammate got taken out in the 24 oh. hours during the night, but it's also something I want to do at the start of next year, do Daytona again, do some, yeah, some other championships and iRacing racing until the, the big championships and race from start again. So
0: cool. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry but to bring back that be... bad memory of the uh, retirement there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no worries it was a lot of fun to drive there because I was always also like qualifying in the back there and making my way through that's also something I really enjoy in real life or whether it be sim racing make comebacks come from the back and drive at the front that's something mm. I really enjoy and yeah but the rest of the year the end of the year will be a little bit more chill uh, I would say and yeah but a lot of fun still
0: cool yeah well that just about wraps up our, our chat thank you very much Moritz Lerner um, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow and check out what you're doing?
1: Um, pretty much everywhere under my my real name, Moritz Lerner. Uh, the O with the two points as an OE uh, in my names, so everyone can can write it on their keyboard. And that's where you can find me everywhere: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, pretty much everywhere under my my real name.
0: Cool. Well, we'll add all the the links to that in the description. Uh, for this podcast so if you are watching on youtube leave a comment below if you've been watching some of moritz's uh esports exploits uh, this year and if you wish him luck for the season uh also don't forget to uh follow and subscribe on the audio podcast that you listen to like spotify and apple podcasts it really helps us out uh but for now thank you very much for your time moritz
1: thank you very much for for having me
0: no it's our pleasure thank you very much and keep it pinned